Hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day because I know I am because today is a day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time and all the time God is good. I was blessed today to be able to work with the Orphan Grain Train out of Westfield, Wisconsin. You know, <clears throat> it was a very cool blessing and a very awesome experience because we got to see the other half of a small community impacting the world and as well as impacting um, other states around. How awesome is that? So I want to say it was a very humbling experience. I was able to unload the trucks and, well, I wasn't, but we had a team. We were able to unload and load trucks like quicker than you know it. And then afterwards, it was one of the best chickens and the best lunches I've ever had. Well, not I ever had, but it was one of the great, great lunches I've had. You know, and it's interesting because we look at this time of season. You know, and we look at the great exchange. You know, what does it mean to have the great exchange? You know, I'm sure during this time of season, you're going to exchange gifts. You know, you're going to exchange time with each other. You're going to exchange but there's the biggest exchange on Christmas Day that we still have to remember to this very day. And it is the birth of Jesus Christ. And how awesome is that? That awesome exchange that we have. And yes, that includes uh, the exchange knowing that um, in sin, we get to exchange for sin for eternal life. And that we can have that through the birth of Jesus Christ. Because eventually, 33 years later, he would uh, be put on the cross because of our sins. And therefore, also in exchange, we will have everlasting life and glory. And a couple episodes ago, I referred to life as a puzzle. I think it was yesterday's episode. As if Jesus is the final puzzle in our life. And that is a great exchange for that missing piece we have Jesus in. The eternal uh, puzzle to uh, have peace, to have comfort, to have everlasting life. So with this in mind, we're going to be in Isaiah 53 for this great and awesome, uh, exciting chapter that I personally love. But before that, we're going to start with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. You know, we sometimes think and look at what you have given us, Lord. And I am so blessed for the opportunities that you have given us. I am so blessed that we can just come here and be um, in reverence of you. You know, blessed that you have um, exchanged your life so that we can have everlasting life. Because you are a merciful Father and you are an awesome God. And may you guide us and protect us as we go on to this Christmas season. As we go forth and share the good news that you are uh, born and you are risen. And in Jesus' name we br- and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So if you have your Bibles open, we are in Isaiah chapter three, verses one. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a rut out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him.
He, ha- he was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain, like, n- like one from whom people hid their faces. He was despised. And we held him in low esteem. Amen. And amen. And this is getting to my favorite part, which is um, Isaiah 53, 4 through 6. And it states, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen. And amen. And before I continue on, that verse just touches, pulls my strings. You know, and I highlighted, and I'm going to reread verse 6 again. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. So pretty much, you know, during the summer season, we are on, we are on our own route. We are on our own desires. We have certain ambitions, certain goals, certain admirations. And I know that a lot of us tend to overlook on this Christmas season. You know, because we're so worried about, you know, when I was a little kid, I was worried about what gifts am I going to get? What gifts is Sasslin going to receive? And, you know, what gifts or what do I have to do to get certain gifts? You know, those are to my own prideful and arrogant um admirations but then i look at you know verse six over the summer it's interesting because over the summer and um over the summer and even throughout this fall and last fall that was my theme bible verse we all like sheep have gone astray and i have gone astray from the lord multiple times you know, I have gone astray. I think that, you know, certain instances, I think that I could go and do things on my own without having the Lord uh, alongside with me. And anyway that, I, anyway that I'm not dependent upon Him, I still think it's important that we get that mentality out because we are always dependent upon Him. Now, here's the question that I want to... Uh, really on you guys. What does iniquity mean to you? What does iniquity mean to your life? To me, iniquity means my habits. You know, for instance, drinking too much Dr. Pepper or watching too much YouTube or being too much on my phone. That could be iniquity in my life because that is a hindrance against following of Jesus. You know, that's why. And Jesus paid that. Now we're going to continue on to verse 7. And it states, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. 
Now, verse 7 would prophesy to what would happen to Jesus. And it was in that garden. And I can only imagine, you know, as Jesus being the, the perfect lamb, how during that time when uh, Judas the Iscariot eventually reported on him and per se ratted him out in this terminology. And we look at that and he was arrested and he was an innocent man. And another, on the other flip side of it is that he could have easily called 10,000 angels to rescue him. He could have called 100,000 angels. But, God, but he said, no, there is a purpose and I'm going to go in. And the only thing that came out of his mouth is, thy will be done. That's the only thing that came out of his mouth. And that's, that tells you something. Verse 8, by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet, who of his generation protested? Not even one. A matter of fact, P Peter denied him not once, but three different times. No one really protested of what happened to Jesus. And no one really protested of saving for Jesus and advocating for Jesus. And I would say that correlates with our life as well. You know, it, I have had that happen to me multiple times. You know, where I have denied Jesus's I've denied Jesus so that I wouldn't get in trouble. You know, if either by flying on the plane or by getting out of a toxic situation. And how and that is something that I'm not proud of at all. And I'm working on that. And I should and if I was there at that time, I would have protested peacefully. Because that's not what should have happened. But of course it was the will of God. <clears throat> He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Matter of fact, there was not even a single amount of deceit and single amount of, oh man, I wish I wasn't in this predicament. There was not even a single thought of that. Verse 10, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And through the Lord makes his life an offering for sin. Yet uh, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And this will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteousness servant will justify many. And he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. And he will divide the spoils with the strong. Because he poured out his life unto death. And was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many. And made in intercessions for the transgressors. Amen. And amen. So what is the big exchange or what was the big exchange for our life and in Jesus's life? Because that doesn't seem like that doesn't, well, it doesn't grapple around my head. And here's what I kind of came up with. Jesus came to earth 
to give us the gift of acceptance, peace, healing, and forgiveness. But those gifts were not cheap by any means. We could never afford what Jesus came to provide, and gratefully, we don't have to. God now accepts us, not because of our own good behavior, but because Jesus paid the price by experiencing the greatest rejection on our behalf. Jesus chose to die to cover our sin, conquer death, and bring us life. The prophet Isaiah called our sins transgressors. Um, transgress or transgressions and iniquities. Essentially, our crimes. Um, essentially. So I'd like to apologize for the background noise. I'm sure you guys can probably hear what's going on. But it is uh, fire truck sirens, and I mean, I love fire truck sirens. It is the best sound you can ever have. So I'd like to apologize. I always like to see what's going on. So that's sorry about that. Uh, that's like more of a cat and mouse, like squirrel moments. But overall, Jesus chose to die to cover our sins, conquer death, and bring us life. And of course, the distractions of life that is meant to uh, hinder our walk with him or that tends to hinder us to uh, hinder us by all means and think that we can do things on our own. <clears throat> the prophet Isaiah called our sins, transgressions and iniquities, essentially our crimes and wickedness. Those sins created a debt we could never repay by any means. But Jesus in his perfection, could, and he was also known as the blameless lamb and the perfect lamb. As Jesus to be, as Jesus chose to be born into a world where he would be bruised and crushed, he brought us peace and healing. The prophecy in Isaiah fifty-three portrays God's great exchange, Jesus's life for all of ours. That was the big exchange, was Jesus' life, so that we can have everlasting life in heaven. And Jesus knew the cost of Christmas, and he embraced it so we could embrace him and the eternal life he made available for us. So as we celebrate this Christmas season, don't forget, we can only be forgiven, healed, and set free because Jesus chose to be born on Christmas Day. And with this in mind, again, I would like to apologize for that squirrel moment. And I can't wait until we don't have to have those squirrel moments. Those moments where we are distracted by the world and where we can focus on glorifying Jesus. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us peace, Lord. We thank you for paying for the ultimate price so that we can have everlasting life in heaven. Because we know the way that our life is, we can never be able to repay it. And Lord, I ask for a heart of repentance of our actions, of our minds, and of our soul. You know, I pray for anyone that's listening that you can touch their lives and that you can truly forgive them if they're struggling. Because you love them and you care for them. 
You gave them the greatest gift of all. And Lord, I just pray that they can find that gift. And that is the biggest exchange that we can have on earth. So Lord, I pray that you can give us the strength and the energy to continue the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, guys, I hope you have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.